Hello and welcome to the Marketing Mashup Podcast. This podcast is where we bring you the most interesting perspectives on marketing from some of the best minds in the industry. In this series, we've got agency directors, startup founders, and some of the people who are away in these trenches delivering the marketing campaigns. We might also grab some perspectives from people outside of the marketing, so let's mash it up. I'm really, really looking forward to this one because I've got Jack Gaysford with me. Uh, Jack is a founder and managing director of V21, a video marketing agency based in Kent. Jack also makes some excellent content on LinkedIn, building an audience of businesses, brands, and influencers that engage with his content on a weekly basis. One of my favorite things about Jack is his perspective on video marketing and content in general, which focuses on quality, consistent video content as opposed to the one-off corporate content, which we're all used to seeing online, which Jack says is not the way forward. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Um, I just wanted to start this podcast off with letting our listeners know a little bit more about you. Sure. Where, where did you sort of start out? Why did you start V21? Let's go back from sort of what, when you left school. So I left school uh, studying a graphic design degree at university. I then went traveling for six or so months with my partner, which was really fun. And it was just great to see the world and not have to worry about um, education or learning new things and all that sort of stuff. And um, came back, started working with my dad, which was a laugh and it was great. Um, we started to do a lot of things to do with video. What, what does your dad do? He does recruitment. So he runs a recruitment agency called Red Sprout. Um, it's kind of blowing up on LinkedIn. I was, even, I was told this morning that it's kind of the family name on LinkedIn. I just thought, oh my God. <laughs> um, but we, we started to do a lot of video in his business and it, it got really exciting and he t- gained a lot of traction from that. So I thought, actually, why don't I set my own business up? And because this is a this is a real thing here that people want to do, um, and it just went from there. And since then, it's been really exciting. It's been an amazing journey. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. Yeah. So you, you, you studied graphic design. You say where yes. did you study? I studied at UCA. Where did you go from learning graphic design to starting doing oh, video? Yes. I really enjoyed graphic design. I thought it was really good. Part of the reason for me setting up the business was when I left university, I struggled to get a job because everybody was asking for experience. But the one thing that I didn't have at university was experience. They didn't give um, any industry experience. They didn't give me a year in industry. They didn't say, hey, do you want a placement for a few weeks just to get experience? So I really struggled when I came out, um, hence why I started the business up myself. But um, I come from a family that have all, they all own their own businesses, all run their own businesses. So my dad runs a recruitment agency, my mum runs a private counselling practice, I run a video marketing agency. I'm sure my sister will end up doing some sort of architectural firm or something like that. So I've always been inspired to do my own thing. Nothing against people working for people because I think it's great and I think that I, as working for myself, miss out on a lot of that, um, especially just the, the social camaraderie and you know that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, that's kind of what led me to, to start it all up really. So I started doing video when I was, uh, oh God, 12, 13. I started doing vlogs on YouTube of my trips to Sainsbury's buying the mill deals and all this sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is awful content and nobody wants to watch it, but you've got to start somewhere. Um, I've, I've been doing it for so many years, but you know, we all make bad content at the start and I did exactly the same. We go through this journey of really producing 
some crap content and then it gets better and better and better. So I've done it for ages. Tell me a little bit more about what you do at V21. What is V21? Yeah, so I, d I don't really want to do a sell job because I hate hard selling and stuff, but yeah. I want to make it as normal as possible. We are a video marketing agency that focus on consistently producing content as opposed to creating a one-off piece of content that we charge thousands for. I think that the video marketing industry has, has and is changing rapidly and we are leaning more towards pushing out content on a regular basis um, because I think that as video becomes more prominent, we need to see more valuable content and content that makes us laugh, whether that's how-to videos or tutorials or tips and tricks or a behind the scenes of your, you know, a day in your life, whatever it is. I think people want to see that. And at the moment, there isn't that much of it because the video is fairly expensive to produce. What we do is we offer that on a consistent basis. We tend to do retained sort of deals so people can subscribe to three to six to 12 month retainers. And we just produce content for you every single month, push that out on social media. Um, and you, you do grow from that, but it takes a long time. And people have this perception of as soon as I make my first video, I'm gonna go viral, I'm gonna get loads of business, or I'm you know, gonna get loads of engagement. And often that doesn't happen. It's, it is a really big process of really being consistent and enjoying that process of producing content. Otherwise, there isn't a point in doing it in the first place. 100%, and interesting you say that about people making one video and saying, where, where are my views? <laughs> I've had that multiple times oh, really? where, we, people have made one video and they go, James, like, why am I not successful yet? Yeah. I'm like, you look at people who have grown an audience who have got lots of engagement with their content. It's because they've produced a lot yeah. over a, a long, yeah, long amount it. of time. And it's actually, they've taken a while to find their niche and to focus down their content. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I think a little bit of what you were saying about videos, video marketing sort of stagnating and the the videos that were produced a few years back or generally used for marketing were more product focused yeah. that they're if, if you look at how people engage with videos in their spare time mm. they're watching stuff for entertainment yep. for value yep. or for education mm -hmm. and i don't think traditional videos really hit many of those points no absolutely because they're case study videos yep. or testimonials or or, or brand know. videos yeah. of um companies saying how good their products are oh, my yeah. products amazing it's content that sells that's what it is yeah which is why you know if i go onto youtube i go onto youtube as a, a kind of toned down relaxing time you know after work i might want to watch my favorite youtubers or i might want to catch up on casey neistat or you know I don't go on YouTube to watch people talking about their business or their testimonials or how well they've done that month in terms of profit. I just, you know, I think I speak for the masses when I say that. A hundred percent. And I think it's definitely something that businesses and brands need to focus on and look at how people are engaging with content. Mm, like you just said, more enjoyable. You're sitting down to sort of have a laid back bit of content. Mm, and if mm. business can start producing that, and take away that element of sell, 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 money, 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 and actually start making stuff that is entertaining yeah, to watch, is it. fun to watch. That's it, that's it. And with, with the rise of vloggers and YouTubers making content that is just building a sort of relationship, connection with, with their audience, brands start, need to start focusing on doing something similar. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where you come from with, yeah, with V21. Yeah, more or less. So what, what would you say makes V21 different? I know we touched upon a little bit of that. Yep. So if I was to 
go to Joe Bloggs' video production agency or V21, mm. why, why would I go to you instead? Hard que- it's a good question. I think part of that is because I am a millennial. I've been brought up in this generation that have just naturally come to technology iPads and iPhones and and Macs and Netflix and streaming services I think that I I am just involved in that world so I can understand what we want to watch as consumers I think a lot of people tend to make content for themselves especially businesses they want to see themselves on camera and it looks good on their landing page or their website but the millennials or you know the younger generation they don't want to watch that I think that Video marketing has sort of been approached in a sense that your more senior marketers or people that have been in marketing where video wasn't so prominent have mm. seen the stats of 80% of video, uh, 80%, <laughs> 80% of internet yeah. traffic will be taken by video yeah. and they think, I've just got to do video. That's I've got it. to do video. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I just need to do it. That is it. I think you need to approach video and video content not in that direction and more from the perspective that you need to start attracting people to your content and actually engage in them yeah. as opposed to that's all it that's all it is as opposed that's to just is. ticking off yes i've done video yeah that's it yeah being that's more it. strategic about that's it. it so jack i know you're awesome at making content on linkedin i've seen loads of your stuff you're always popping up on my feed yeah. um why do you think it's important for brands and personal brands to be creating native video content on LinkedIn. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so that is oh that, that isn't even a question. Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. You need to be making content on LinkedIn. I think, unlike Facebook and unlike other sort of social media platforms, it's LinkedIn isn't full of memes and it's not full of BuzzFeed quizzes and it's you know bad cooking recipe tutorial videos or anything like that. It's it's not saturated yet, and there I've actually got stats in front of me. There's 590 million users on LinkedIn. 44% of those are only active on a monthly basis, and less than 1% of those, I think it's like 0.176% of people are actually posting content daily. There is so much potential for organic reach on LinkedIn, and I just think it is it is at the moment at this time right now it is the best platform to post on because it's becoming more of a, a social network. It even it still is a, a B2B kind of recruitment platform. It's still very businessy and people do expect a, a level of businessy content, but people go on to LinkedIn to consume content that makes them more aware of how to do business in a better way or, or consume valuable content or watch something that's engaging. So people are actively seeking to watch the content that we can do, we can provide. Um, it's. I, I literally can't say it. it's it's the best platform to yeah. build. There's, I think there aren't really as many people of our sort of generation that have been consuming this content on LinkedIn. So it's not as natural to them to be creating it and being consistent with it because they, they won't necessarily do that on Twitter, on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, I, I, I think of LinkedIn at the moment, especially in terms of video content, as sort of what Facebook was 10 years ago in terms of you can post something and people actually see it and they will actually engage with it. I've been blown away by any of the videos I've posted on LinkedIn, the engagement I actually get on it. You you put out a video that is well produced, it has a thumbnail and people will see that in in their feed. It's a bit different. And if if they start watching that, they're far far more likely to leave a comment than on any other platform yeah, at the yeah, moment yep yeah, 100 percent. 
I don't know what else to add to that. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, in that sort of on that line, what would you say is what is the secret sauce to making a the secret sauce a good LinkedIn video? <sighs> it's an array of different things. I think. I think that you, I think it's got to come from you actually. I think that you've got to enjoy making that content. Otherwise people see it as, oh, okay, it's another sales video. Oh, he's being forced to do this because we are living in this space on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn at the moment anyway, I'll fill you in, but we're living in this space where we have so much pressure to create a piece of video content because everybody's doing it. Everybody's getting a huge amount of engagement, not necessarily on the best produced videos. I think some of them are fair to say are, are quite bad, but I think the, the most fundamental thing is you've got to enjoy it, but you've also got to be providing some sort of value to the watcher of that old, of that piece of content. I think that if you aren't providing value in terms of uh, an insight into a business or a tip or a trick or a tutorial on how to do something that people want to consume, there isn't a point in doing it. If you're just, I see at the moment so many videos on LinkedIn of people out on a run and they're talking about what they've eaten for their breakfast or their daily hair routine. I think you've, you've always got to put your audience first. You've always got to think of not necessarily what's trendy to talk about because that, you know, that can get a lot of engagement, just what you want to talk about or what, how you can provide value. That's all I can say. It's, it's hard work, I think, to do that as well. A lot of that is a lot of planning. It takes a lot of time to create content that is really good not just in terms of production, but in terms of the actual content as well. Um, but it's it's massively worth it, worth it if you can if you can pay it off. So yeah. So the the content you've made on LinkedIn, do you have a plan of those? How do you figure out what people actually want to see or what provides good? So value? it's it's funny because I've been meaning to make a video called Vanity Measurements, which is on my phone. And it's in my notes, and I've got about twenty or so video ideas in my phones, just completely scripted out, but. I myself at the moment have been focusing too much on the vanity measurements of content that goes viral. I've been pro producing a lot of content on LinkedIn that has been talking about LinkedIn specifically. So algorithm changes, a little bit sort of updates that they're doing to the social media platform. And it's gone mad. People love it because it's informative to them. They're on that platform, so they want to stay up to date with it. The problem with it is that it's not marketing my expertise. It's not marketing my knowledge in my industry, which is video marketing. It's marketing me as somebody to go to for LinkedIn information, which is the completely wrong way to do it. And I also think your point about actually enjoying what you do, I think it's key because there's so many people, as we alluded to earlier, who are just trying to tick that video box. They, they think they need to do video, so they'll just make it. They'll write a script of bullet points mm. or the 19-year-old the intern says, MD, I want you to do video. And then they'll sit there and read from five or 10 bullet yeah. points. And they, they don't really want to do it. They just think it's cool to Yeah, yeah. But the way that I tend to do it is I will script some content. Or I'll have some bullet points or just rough concepts that I want to talk about. A lot of that, a lot of my content tends to be based on emotion. So it's things that get me worked up or that I want to talk about. It's Passionate showing, about. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just want to get my opinion out there for people to really engage with. And that content works really well as well. Just putting yourself kind of on the line for people to not judge, but just share their opinions with and get involved with that conversation. Um, but I scripted it all out. It, it will take me so long to produce a video. And, you know, I, I, I probably will never show the behind the scenes because it's, I don't know, it's so many people do it. But it, it takes me a good hour or so to record a video that's three minutes long because it just takes me so long to get the the lines right you know yeah I, i'm i'm exactly the same when i've done a few of my videos i, I script them out completely yeah but you need to make it look like it's not scripted you yeah. don't want to be and reading from difficult. it that's it is so difficult. difficult and i i think you should do it behind the scenes because people might be looking at your videos and thinking 
Like, how, how does he mm. do it first time mm. so easily when in reality it's reading the first half, <laughs> uh, reading the second half, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I've true. done it again. And uh, I think that might be encouraging for some people because to be confident on camera, mm. you made a video about this yeah. yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. About you, you've, you've, you've got to work at that. You don't just become good yeah, on video. Like when I was doing vlogging out in um, America, for instance, I was with with Chris, who, who's one of my colleagues mm. at, at first base. And he, f he found it so awkward, the fact I was walking around with a camera yeah. and everyone was sort of looking at us yeah. thinking, what's those weirdos doing with, yep. with the camera? But you've got to completely put that behind yeah. you. And it's so difficult. I'm, it's on my head today because I've got to film a video in either St Pancreas Station or Victoria Station on my own with a massive camera setup. I'm going to yeah. get a huge amount of attention and it's going to be very uncomfortable. But if ever I see people vlogging, which I do sometimes, there are people who are doing it more and more. I look at them and I look away. They're, I don't think anything of it. And it, you know, it's kind of almost being embedded in our culture now just to accept that people post it, that sort of it content. Has. But it is weird. And it, I can completely relate to the people who do get scared of it because it is super scary. It's so abnormal talking to yourself on camera or sitting in front of a camera and, and speaking louder than you usually would. And, and then editing that as well. It's a weird process, but the more you do it and the more comfortable you become with that process, the more confident you become in your ability to create content. A hundred percent. Your put your point about editing yourself. <laughs> it's if, so if you're weird. doing that in the office, it looks really weird. <laughs> You're like, why is he sitting there just looking at videos of himself? It's so weird. But to be honest, if if you if you have a personality, an opinion to get across, or something that can provide value, getting <clears throat> getting past that point where you're nervous and uncomfortable because it really, really is like you it's can't scary. you can't downplay how uncomfortable it will be yeah. when you're first doing those recordings, especially speaking right into the lens. Yeah. How how do you sort of coach people when you when you're your clients when you're doing mm. content with them because mm. a lot of them won't have done video yeah how do you coach them to be better their that's first time that's a good question uh, and again majority of that is just doing over and over and over the reason that we don't do many one-off videos is because they don't tend to work because people aren't comfortable the more you do it the more comfortable you become the more comfortable you become on camera i work with a client up in london who's kind of an influencer he's got a massive audience he's a great guy um the first month of content we ever created was fine and it was great but it was a big learning curve for the both of us in terms of how i work with him and how he works with me it's very abnormal for him to suddenly have a huge camera right in front of his face as he's walking through london bridge with loads of people staring at him and it's very weird for me to be able to film somebody else and trying to listen out to key points as well but it is just a matter of the more you do it the more comfortable you come and that, and that is it as easy as that 100% I've had a lot of clients um, the first time on camera even an interview for a case study mm. they're just not comfortable with it yep. and making them feel more comfortable making it more of a conversation um, yeah that's it taking it turn it into a conversation to answer that question it's I think if you aren't comfortable on camera that's fine I made a video yesterday I'm going to try to explain it to the guys on the podcast that it was about starting out and the pressure that we have at the moment to record content and how that is quite overwhelming for a lot of people on social media because they see so many people producing content and it's and they need to get onto it as well but if you are struggling with that and you are struggling with realizing that people are staring around you just go to somewhere quiet and just gather your thoughts relax take a breath and just 
make yourself comfortable in your own surroundings before you even dare to start recording a video because once you're relaxed and you've kind of got yourself under control it looks more comfortable on camera it looks more authentic people can feel more relaxed with you as well but it's the more you do it the easier it is what would you say in terms of actually the making a good quality video on LinkedIn? What do people need to consider for that um, in terms of potentially the gear they're using? Do they need to invest in something and subtitles, that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, I think that um, I, if you were starting out, my advice would be to just focus on the, the matter of the content as opposed to what it looks like. People can forgive bad content if it's of value to them it's worse when you've got a you know 4k cameras you've spent thousands of pounds on equipment and you don't even know what you're talking mm. about so i would just take it step by step get used to being on camera first and even if that's shooting on your iphone that's fine it is a weird experience even doing it on your phone because it's completely unnatural but um the other things as well i'd say if you're doing content for linkedin captions are a must because 80 something percent of people using linkedin don't click on the video they just watch it without audio whether they're on the tube or on a train or somewhere that they're commuting that they can't listen to the audio on so they you need to have captions in order to for people to even engage with it because otherwise they can't understand it that is a must um and what i tend to do as well if you're quite good with editing software if you find a screenshot in that video that you like you can photoshop it and you can stick it right at the start as the first frame uh, because you can't upload a thumbnail, which is a display picture for the content on LinkedIn. Uh, put it right at the front, the first frame, save it all out, render it all out, whatever you do. And the first frame will be the display picture of that content. So, And it, it doesn't last long. It is literally a frame. So you don't even notice it when you watch the video. But it's good to include if you want to capture more of an audience. 100%. Because if you're scrolling through on your phone or scrolling through your feed, um, if you see a good thumbnail that's engaging yep. and actually outlines the topic of the video and you yeah. think, oh, I actually want to yeah, see that's that. It. That's it. As opposed to you'll see the black bars and yeah. someone doing a selfie <laughs> video. Yeah. And it's like, um, uh, here we go. <laughs> so I, I, think that, I think that making a thumbnail is really, really important. Fundamental. Yeah. Because there aren't many people doing it. Nope. And if you're starting out and you want to caption audience yeah, and start yeah, yeah. growing and set yourself aside that is a really really easy thing you can do yeah um your points about subtitles i posted a video on linkedin without mm. subtitles yeah um, my last one um and i upset a few people oh but, no yeah oh yeah I, I it's funny people do get quite worked up about captions yeah. on linkedin um so yeah I, I i hold my hands up i i, <laughs> I knew i needed to do them never do it again jack had been telling me that <laughs> I, I, I needed to do subtitles but um, it was just it's time consuming though isn't it really it's is. really time consuming sometimes if I've got time I do it myself but it takes bloody ages mm. um, I use not to not sponsored by these guys but I use a, a company called Rev they're an American based company they charge something like a dollar per minute which is great if you've got a five minute video it costs you £3.50 or whatever it is yeah. and it's just for your convenience and to save your time it's so easy but you've got to then either burn that it's an SRT file it's like a I'm not going to geek out but they give yeah. you a file back onto it and you can Burn that into the video and there it is. But you can figure out how to do it on YouTube. There's so many, if not thousands of tutorials on how to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what's your thoughts on at the actual body post, the actual text you put in for a video? Because I've seen you put a lot of effort into yeah. actually writing them Copyright out. Copyright is so important, uh, especially for the people who haven't got time to consume that video. It's good to wrap up what you talk about in that copyright. Um, I, and again, I can't remember the statistics of this, but I was reading an article the other day about how including copyright in your post with your video content actually 
kind of boosts it more in terms of engagement. A lot more people want to interact with it because it's a it's a bit of both. It's the best of both worlds. Um, it's yeah again imperative i think it's imperative there's, there's nothing worse than watching a video and not really understanding what's happened and there's no copyright to go with it sometimes people can including myself explain things quite badly and the copyright is a great way to kind of recover that bad video so people can watch it over and over again or, or even read it as you're listening to it um yeah you need you need to include it 100 percent. have you ever tried any videos sort of without it yes and they haven't worked very well i uh, i did a series a couple of months back and I made a video every day and it was it was fine the the idea behind it was great and it was like um inside the video marketing industry are five quirks about it and it was a good concept I posted it too much which is why people came bored of it but also because there was zero copyright with it it was just the video and people didn't know what they were about to watch the thing with good copyright as well is on LinkedIn you have probably about two sentences worth of space in which you can kind of, and I hate clickbait, but you can kind of clickbait people into the content. Yeah. Um, the video yesterday, I, I don't know what it said, but it was quite a good title that draws people in. Um, and if you leave two spaces under that, that doesn't show up in the feed. So when you click onto it, you can actually really engage with that and look at it further. But um, you have a lot of room to kind of draw people in just from the copyright. Definitely. Um, what would you say in terms of length of video? What What's the sweet spot of your family? Again, this is, this is another difficult question because I'm talking to a lot of people who produce long-form content on LinkedIn and it works really well. I'm talking to a lot of people who produce 60-second content on LinkedIn and it works really well. Uh, and I think the answer is just mix it up and have a have a bit of both i think you know linkedin's limit for content is 10 minutes so you can't exceed 10 minutes um and i personally wouldn't want to invest that much time in linkedin anyway the average user on linkedin spends 17 minutes per month on linkedin so you've really got to capture their attention really fast give them that information in two three minutes so they can go off and do what they need to do or even shorter than that um but i i, I personally wouldn't exceed five minutes because it's too long it's too long of people's time to invest in that um and it's you can always you can always wrap up a video in two to three minutes if you edit it correctly and if you get rid of the bits talking about what you're going to do i think so many people make videos and when when they haven't been editing for a while will end up leaving a lot more yep. in than they should yep. and i have that exact same frustration when i'm watching <laughs> videos when you when you're actually editing the video you say you've got a script mm. um of 10 different talking points and one paragraph's a little bit big but you want to get that information in in the video not all of that is going to be relevant yes, or sure. delivered well yep. so just cut it out yep. you've got to be absolutely ruthless yeah i know i i probably get rid of at least half of the content that i script because it's irrelevant and it's just me and i tend to babble a lot which is why i don't i get scared of doing podcasts because everything's left in um yeah. but you can always get rid of so much more, more content than you need so yeah to quickly summarize a good video on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, I think quality is important. Yep, you you'd agree with that. When you're just starting out, start with your iPhone yeah. and start producing good yeah, value that's content. It. Yeah. Get content some subtitles it. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get a thumbnail in there. Yep. Good body post yep. and keep it under five minutes if pretty you can. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You've really got to plan your content out. Um, you've got to be making it because it's fun. You've got to enjoy it. You've got to want to post that, not because of the pressure to do it at the moment. Um, you've got to include captions. You've got to produce something of value. You've got to keep it short so, yes. and consistently. You've got to push out consistently. Otherwise, there isn't a point. Absolutely. Consistency is imperative to growing through video content. All of that is irrelevant if you put one out every six months. You need to be pushing it out twice a week or, or you know, at least once a week, every week, every month, because that's 
that's what will build your audience up and people will start to support you and start to engage with your content the more you do it. And I think that's key for actually um, utilizing the LinkedIn algorithm. Um, because I engage with your content. Mm. The more I engage with the, your content, the more I'm going to see. Yep. And the more you're posting, the more I'm going to see. That's why I see yep. so much of your content. <laughs> because it is, no, it's always yeah, going to come yeah, up yeah. on my feed. Yeah. Because I like you it. Like it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. engaging with it. Um, I'm leaving comments. I'm, I'm liking it. And that that is why I'm always seeing it because you're producing it regularly. Yep. If I engage with a bit of your content, but then you don't make another one for three months... I might forget about you mm. and not see your content again for three months. Yep. Whereas you're posting every single week. Yep. You've got a schedule for yes. your videos. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yep. So I know on a Thursday, Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, I, I will see a, a Jack yeah, video. I know. And people say to me when they meet me the first, first time, oh, I'm really looking forward to your content next week. So people expect it, not to toot my own horn because I'm, you know, I'm not yeah, big no, no, on no. LinkedIn, but I just, I, I feel like I've got it right at the moment. But another thing I just want to add in there is that if you aren't being social back on social media, again, it's all to waste. If you aren't validating your engagement, so if somebody leaves a really nice comment on one of your videos that you worked really hard on, it maybe didn't get the best engagement, but someone's taken their time and invested their time into engaging back with you, saying, I don't know, that's a really good video, uh, include subtitles or what should you do for the next one, reply to that comment. If you don't, you've lost that audience member straight away because they've taken their time and you haven't bothered to take yours. So you've always got to engage back with other people as well. Absolutely. And LinkedIn is one of those platforms where it's there still very much is that social element and people will leave comments. Yeah. And you can actually have good conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I found with e- even my few videos that I've uploaded, loads of fantastic useful comments mm. of people who have watched my video and they have a thought on it and yeah. they're helping me out moving moving through that and sort of looking at the other social media platforms mm-hmm. including youtube yep. twitter instagram and facebook mm. have you ever thought of posting content on the other channels because whereas i'm, a, I'm from a marketing background yep. and i use a lot of the channels um, I'm very much a fan of posting content to all the mm. different channels mm. you can mm. if they're where your audience are. What, what's your sort of thoughts on posting See, now, I, I might want to be persuaded differently because I have a, quite a firm view on posting to other channels. There's nothing wrong with posting to a, a, a mass of other channels as well as your main one. But I just think in terms of really getting an audience at the moment, LinkedIn is the place to be. Um, I know that you have a slightly different opinion on that because you like to post to Twitter and YouTube and all the rest of it. But the way that I see it that might sound rude is that LinkedIn is is just the most supportive platform. YouTube is massively saturated, even though most of that saturation is garbage content. People have their subscribe. People have their YouTubers that they like to watch and consume. And a lot of the time, we don't tend to go out of that zone to explore other areas. Twitter, I find, is I've never ever used Twitter, so I don't really. I don't really have it's my favorite social really, network. Yeah, I don't have authority to say anything about it. And I've based my opinion just on what other people have said, so it really is irrelevant. But I've always seen Twitter as the platform for influencers, micro influencers, personal brands, celebrities. I've I've never really found it the platform for businesses. Um, I think you can still get business out of that. Things like Gary Vee or Casey Neistat to- posting a lot, a lot of motivational content. But I don't care what Kim Kardashian's been shopping for in LA. I, you know, I, I, I don't have time to look at what other people are, are doing. But I'd really like to hear your thoughts because I think it's it's great to have you know your opinion as well. Because again, like I say, I, I've never used Twitter, so I don't really know. But go yeah, for it. so it, it, 
I 100% again agree with your point about LinkedIn. Okay. It, it is the the only platform that you get that sort of engagement. Yep. It is also the easiest platform to yep, do it. 100%. It is no way near as saturated as mm -hmm. the others. Mm -hmm. Your point about YouTube people have their YouTubers they watch. Mm -hmm. It is very, very hard to break out. Yep. But you've got to think of the amount of people, the size of the audience that mm. are on YouTube. Mm. People are going on there on their spare time. Mm. People aren't spending as much time on LinkedIn. Yep. So YouTube is also the second biggest search engine. Sure. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, so there is a lot of searchable content that you can make. So the videos you're making on mm. LinkedIn, mm. which are really useful, mm. they can be, you can get some great keywords in there for yep. video marketing that people are going to be searching for on YouTube. Because if, mm. if they want to know something about video marketing, mm. they're not searching on LinkedIn. They're well, searching you can't on even YouTube. search on LinkedIn. It's not a searchable platform. Exactly. So to find, find another audience that is outside of your network, mm. YouTube is a great way to do it because mm. you've got that searchable content. Mm. And the more views your videos get, from, if it's providing value, if it's useful, mm. the more it will start being recommended, the more people yeah, view true. it. It is a snowball effect. If someone's searching for someone video marketing, mm. they see your videos, see it's well produced, that's really useful. Let's see what else this guy has. Mm. Oh, he's got more. Mm. Oh, he's got more. And then they'll start be recommending it. Yeah, true. And then the more people that view that, so it, it, it's more, it captures your audience a little bit more and helps with retention as opposed to LinkedIn, mm. which is more of a community building place, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really yeah, is yeah. good. But I'm saying if you want to capture a larger audience of people, mm. um, then YouTube is a good place to do it. And I think some of the content you do have, mm. you can just cross post. Amend it slightly. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I What's don't know your if thoughts? I'd say. So I'd say that, that LinkedIn is, a, it is still a business platform. So people do expect a level of business content. A lot of the content that I make always somehow relates back to my business and what, I'm, what services I'm offering to people. That content i don't think would work on youtube just because youtube is a more relaxed place it is tv for the millennials it's what we go on every single day i don't i don't know if you can repost the same content i've tried it before and i tried it for a good solid two months of posting every week content every week on my youtube channel and nothing nothing at all and it was content that i filmed specifically for linkedin now i can appreciate that youtube would be a fantastic platform if you were to post daily a content because I think that YouTube bases your engagement on your watch time. So how long people have watched that for that piece of content for, whether that's sixty percent, forty percent, whatever it may be, they will rate that against other people who have produced similar content and will rate and will rank the the most viewed, the most watched time video at the top. And that because they put adverts on the videos, so they want more people to watch the content. So it's, it is um, you know they make money from that. But I think that you've actually got to make content specifically for each platform for it to do even better. I don't think you can repost content. Like I mean, we all know Gary Vee. He makes a lot of content. He he works on the basis of pillar content. So he'll film a podcast and he'll then distribute that podcast onto Spotify, iTunes, whatever else you use. He'll then make that into thirty different videos for. LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Vim, I don't know whatever else he uses, but it's all the same stuff everywhere. So there isn't just one platform that he posts really good content on. It's, it's distributed absolutely everywhere. So I don't know what platform to follow in and on. And if I do, it would be all of them. So I just have an influx of Gary Vee and it would end up one. Yeah. Day. 
So I think you've really got to make content specifically for the platform. I, I, I do agree. You do, okay. need, you do need to make it specific. Which is a big investment in people's time as it well. It is. And especially where if, if you're growing on YouTube, you need... It, it takes a very long time to get going on it if not, once you yeah, find your audience. LinkedIn, it so it's, a, it's a bit easier because there's less people doing it. Um, whereas YouTube, you need to really... You need to get one video that captures someone... Um, and that starts building it up. But then you also need other videos on your channel that people can go to. Yeah, and it goes back to that thing that I always say that if you are producing content on a regular basis, people will want to support you because you have a massive content that people can watch. And that's it. You've just got to keep cracking on with it. You, you cannot expect anything from your first video on YouTube. I see a video marketing agencies at the moment that are producing content for YouTube as a one-off video. It's not going to work. Never. It's not going to work because it's not consistent. People don't have that massive content array of things to watch on there is yeah people need to be consistent if they are considering youtube twitter it's a different story you you can't grow an audience on twitter with video content okay but what i love about twitter is the fact you can have conversations with anyone at any time um your point about it being celebrities is only valid if you follow them right or people you follow are also following or engaging with um with the celebrity content sure. but if if you're because t- twitter's algorithm works with essentially whatever whatever people you're actually engaging with liking responding to it'll only show you their stuff and they're uh, right, they're usually yeah, only so. showing you stuff that's interesting to you and your network yeah so i mainly use twitter for a few things for marketing so i follow a lot of marketers sure. who give a lot of marketing thoughts and advice design mm. i really like it for business startups gary v yep and tech so i get i get yeah i get get a lot of news from there i start a lot of conversations there's loads of good podcasters on there so for instance the news that broke about um spotify buying gimlet and anchor yesterday it was fantastic because that was instant and i straight away had a conversation with people about it Whereas on LinkedIn, it's not I really I don't think I, would, I mean, I haven't heard that. So that kind of says everything, doesn't it, though? I haven't heard it. Yeah, but that, that that is what I like about Twitter. People are, they're not spending as much time on it as LinkedIn in terms of engaging with the content, mm. but they're doing it more often. So they're checking their Twitter on their phone, whereas you might not just go on to have a quick flick through LinkedIn. Yeah, that's true. Twitter's more of a, more of your YouTube sit down, enjoy engage in a little bit of fun stuff yeah whereas linkedin's a little bit more folk business focused yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so that that's sort of my sales pitch on on using <laughs> using other channels um I, but i i do understand the time investment yeah oh and God, yeah. twitter is a big it's a big investment for anyone to start with because you've got a build up an audience or not an audience a community of people that you actually talk to regularly yeah people you like following yeah and then you've got that's the same with every other platform isn't it i mean linkedin you've got to engage with people that you want to engage with you've got to post content for people that you want to watch it it's the same with instagram you've got to you've always got to reply to comments you've got to get following so it's the same with everything you've just got to be social on social media moving on a little bit um i'd be interested to know about sort of our paths and our approach to video and video marketing whereas you have you you just work with yourself on your business and and whoever else 
but you're not part of a wider group. You've not really been in any other marketing or video jobs yep. specifically. Yep. Whereas I work for an agency where there's loads of other creative people mm. I'm in an office with different people with different ideas. How do you think sort of our, our approach differs and how your viewpoint is different to mine? Like how can you develop your viewpoint on video marketing when you've not got people around you sort of giving you that feedback? Yeah, good, yeah, good question. It's very difficult for me to learn about kind of trends and stuff again like i was saying earlier i've i'm kind of in this world naturally of of what we need to be making for video because as a consumer of video i hate salesy videos and i just like to consume content that i want to watch saying that there is a massive benefit of being around other creatives as well because you get to be inspired by one another you have chats every day about what the new thing is or have you seen this video i work on my own in downstairs of my house it's it's yeah it can be quite soul destroying i'll be honest but i think that the, the thing that you've always got to do is re really just, how would I put it? I'm, I try to be myself as much as I possibly can on social media. I try to be authentic. Social media is my workplace because I, on a daily basis, will interact with every everybody else on my social media, whether that's my audience, whether that's other content creators saying, hey, Jack, that's an awesome video, but did you notice that you did this? Check out this video. So I am surrounded by people who support me and my content, not necessarily in the same room as me, but online, which is quite sad, I have to say. But um, you've just got you've just got to engage with other people and and really actively seek out how you can learn more, which is a lot of the time spent on YouTube watching tutorials. Peter McKinnon's a great one. Brilliant. Um, yeah. There's another guy called James Matthews who is a really good videographer. Brandon British Washington. Guy, isn't he? James Matthews. Yeah, he's yeah, a brilliant yeah. guy. All of these guys that I have just found from typing in video content, how to do this. And they've really inspired me and, and they show you just what is what is going on in the video marketing world and I just interpret that in my own in my own style. Why have you positioned yourself as a video marketing agency as opposed to a video production agency? So I think that the content that we make does indirectly market your business. I think that marketing doesn't necessarily have to hard sell. I think that you can market your business just from producing authentic, natural, engaging content. And I think that sales from that is just a byproduct of the content that you produce. I think we market ourselves as a video marketing agency just because the content that we produce gets business over time. Um, I think that we, we work with our clients and show them how to market themselves online, whether that's putting ad campaigns behind their stuff. We don't do that ourselves, but we can tell people how to do it so that they are able to do that in the future for their own content. But I think that, like I said, it, it doesn't have to hard sell. You've just got to create content that people want to watch and that does market your business. I think it's, very, it's a very thin line between video production and video marketing. Video production is creating a one-off piece of content for a website, that's that. Video marketing is working with your client, making them feel comfortable, making content that markets them as an expert in which generates business as a byproduct of that content. You, you've hit the nail on the okay. head there. V video production, in yeah. my eyes, okay. is I'm a business that wants to make a video. I need a production house to do this. Yeah. Whereas I would want video marketing to shoot my videos and how will I get results out of it? Or how can I shoot these videos to get results um, not just an, on a one-off, like you would find a video production agency. I'm a video marketing, you're, you're not as pegged down on creating this um, huge visual, visual display of really 
beautiful looking content that might be really expensive. So you might spend 12 to 15 grand on, on a video, a one-off video, whereas that's not sustainable for most companies. So you, you cut, approach it from a marketing angle, production value, although not taken away from it, sure. will be less yeah. than a bigger budget, big crew, but it's actually focusing on what is the content actually providing your audience and how can you use it from a marketing perspective? Yeah, Pretty much, you should both yeah. 321. You've just sold <laughs> my business for me. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've really, really enjoyed the content you made with your dad, Mark. Yes. Um, you mentioned you worked with him um, bit before starting V21. How did you manage to convince him to start making videos on LinkedIn? Was he doing it before you were like Yeah, dad, dad? so I want to I clear this up for everybody listening to the podcast because I always get people either saying, oh, that's so that Mark's where you get your creative ability from. That's completely wrong. <laughs> and, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So I used to work with Mark. I worked with Mark for about three months. Um, it was fine it was okay Re recruitment wasn't really what i wanted to do i wanted to make video content so i always had my eye on that goal um but we he was kind of doing video before i i started the, working with him it was awful and i'm sure that he wouldn't ever want me to tell people that he was doing video because it was <laughs> atrocious but um we <laughs> we i joined and we started doing content together and it it was more of a laugh for us making that content it wasn't really planned out properly we'd be having a conversation and we think crap get the camera and we start we say the whole conversation over again and it wasn't really providing people of value it was it was literally just marketing father and son having a laugh in business which kind of really promoted his business really well and which is what has led me to create my own business because it's just if you're having fun on camera if you're being authentic people really buy into that but to answer the question, Mark, has, he's massively expanded his own content. He now films 95% of his own stuff. It, he does more than I do because he now has a team of three or four staff, which is crazy. Um, I'm on my own. I'm a, a one-man band, but I do good stuff. But he gets me in if ever he needs something a bit more professional to really wow some of his clients. But 95% yeah, of his content does himself. And <laughs> a lot, oh God, a lot of what people don't see is the evenings that when he comes home at work <laughs> from 7 p.m. and saying, Jack, have you seen this video? Oh, I haven't done it right. How do you do it right? And there's me sitting there editing for hours with him and stuff. So, you know, it's tit for tat, but we're a family and we work together really That's well, really so. good. I, I really love you. <laughs> I really love his content. It is really good. And it, it's great that he's embraced that and sort of gone from you making the content to coming home and asking you about yeah, it and being yeah. enthusiastic yeah. and wanting to make it better. Well, we learn off each other. We He learns editing tips and how to shoot technically and all this sort of stuff and he provides me with ideas of content that works well on LinkedIn because he's got a bigger audience than I have he meets more people than I do on a daily basis so he's around more people who can influence that content and I think that he just keeps me up to date with content ideas I mean he even came home from work the other day and just blasted out with loads of different ideas some of which I'm going to be making into content so it's not just me Mark is kind of you know sometimes the brains behind a lot of my content and I'm sometimes the brains behind a lot of his edits so we, you know we work well but yeah yeah no yeah. it's really good and the, the point you're making about just having a laugh and enjoying yeah, and being that's it. and that, that's what he does and it that's is it. really nice to watch yeah it's really good it. to watch it is honestly him on camera is him in real life he's just he is that guy um yeah it's just just authenticity is is a really good selling point jack that has been absolutely brilliant i've really really enjoyed this conversation i think we've covered a lot yeah me too. um recapping a little bit about um 
creating good content on LinkedIn, making sure it's authentic, making sure it's engaging. Yeah. Think of what content you watch in your spare time and that you enjoy and make that yeah. for your business. That's literally it. I always say to a lot of my clients, they say, right, I want a one-off video. I say, how often do you watch a one-off video? They say, well, never. I go, well, exactly. why do you want <laughs> So, you know, you've, you've really, I've started to do a thing and I tell a lot of my clients to do a thing. Um, if you are on social media and you, you are flicking through content and some content you watch and sometimes content you don't, be aware of what you're doing on that social media, not necessarily be influenced by your awareness, but just be conscious of the decisions you are making on social media in terms of, I haven't watched that video because it hasn't got a thumbnail. I haven't watched that video because it's portrait and it's shot on an iPhone and there's no captions. The content you end up watching will be content that doesn't sell and you actually just want to watch because you know the person or it's authentic or you know you you want to watch it and that's the content that you need to be producing yourself not one-off content but have a go and i might be convinced completely differently and your experience may be different to mine but from my experience and everybody else's experience that i've told it's that's the way forward definitely definitely and where can people find you if they want to um linkedin jack gaysford um instagram v21 that's pretty much it don't use twitter um yeah i'll, I'll get you on there at some <laughs> point <laughs> oh god brilliant yeah. thank you very much for coming on um, and yeah. oh, speak well, soon yeah see you later.